When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are proud to say that BetDSI have rejoined us once again as one of our keynote sponsors on Three Yards Per Carry. We welcome them and we welcome you to join up with them. The NFL season obviously kicks off at the weekend. The college football season has just got underway, but it's not just limited to football. The baseball playoffs are coming. Uh, there are a myriad of other sports out there that you could bet on. There's entertainment things, there's politics things at BetDSI.com. They have a great app. I've used it myself. I know the boys have used it too. They have a great mobile interface. And you know, this year, you can get 101% match bonus on your first deposit of up to $1,000. That's 101% match bonus on your first deposit of up to $1,000. Use the code YARDS101. As always, YARDS101. Bet DSI for all of your betting needs and other ones that you probably didn't even know existed. YARDS101 with Bet DSI. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. I have Simon Clancy here with me. I have Chris Kaufman here with me. And we are done, mercilessly, with this offseason and this bloodletting, the aqua wedding, as it were. And we have, an, we have a football game to play, and it's against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, naturally, before they traded Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, I was prepared to make a case that they were going to lose a close game. I'm going to go to you first, Simon. How bad can it get on Sunday, or can they be competitive? What is your opinion of the Baltimore Ravens? No, they can't be competitive. I mean, the Ravens will come in and win the game handily. They'll be able to run the ball. I suspect they'll be able to pass the ball. Uh, defensively, they'll be way too tough for us. I think they'll get consistent pressure um, off the edge and up the middle on our... I mean, that that offensive line... Uh, it, Ryan Fitzpatrick could hire a good lawyer and say that, that, that the Dolphins were intentionally trying to, to, to do him harm playing behind the offensive line because that is absolutely heinous whether it's Zach, Zach Sterrett or Julian Davenport or left tackle I mean it's, it's I can't think of a worse offensive line in the history of the National Football League and I probably count scab offensive lines during the strike I think there's probably a strike offensive line that was better than the one that we're going to put out the weekend so no I you know this should be a very short podcast because I think it'll be a very convincing Baltimore win I mean our defense is not too bad and you know Jerome Baker will fly around and make a lot of plays, but I, I strongly suspect they will run over us and when they want to be able to do. Because, look, we, we're not going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. We're not going to be able to get consistent pressure on quarterbacks. What we're having to do is send Jerome Baker on blitzes because our ends can't 
get close to collapsing the pocket. Jackson's mm-hmm. ability to, you know, Lamar Jackson versus Jerome Baker will be a very interesting matchup. They've tried to remove a little bit of Jackson's ability to bail the pocket too soon, turn him into a bit more of a Russell Wilson type in that Russell has the ability to break the pocket whenever he wants to, but he's such a good passing quarterback that he tends to stay in more than you'd expect for somebody with the wheels that he's got. And I think that's what a little bit of what the, uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh's been trying to do with, with Jackson. I don't think he'll ever match that because that's just not Jackson's game. You can't take that running ability out of it. But I just think they'll be too too good for us, too powerful, uh, and they will win the game in the trenches. Chris? It's an interesting uh, conundrum here because we know what the offense, we, we know what kind of problems that they're going to have against the Baltimore defense, against the defensive front that Baltimore can put out there. Um, they're just going to – listen, it's it's a rookie Shaq Calhoun still, and it's a rookie Michael Jeter still. Not Neither of the two – actually looked good against starters during preseason. I think we shouldn't we shouldn't have any illusions about that. Uh, Jesse Davis, when he had to face Josh Allen, you know, a real legitimate player this preseason at right tackle, it was awful. Let's let's be serious for a second. It was awful. Uh, and now he's going to face other NFL caliber defensive ends and pass rushers as well. And God only knows who we're fielding at left tackle, whether it's Julian Davenport or whether it's Zach. It's probably not Zach Stierp. It's probably Davenport. Or, Jesse or Danny Isadora. Or Jesse <laughs> or, Davis. Uh, or Jesse Davis, who said that today, he's like, you know, for all I know, I'm playing there. Um, so, and which kind of tells you the mindset of these guys. These guys are low right now. These guys are low. They've seen what just happened. They saw Laramie Tunsil get shipped off. Um, they had already seen the offensive line coach get fired for perform. They're low right now. And so this is, we know that the offense is going to be uh, absolute shambles because of the offensive line. The question really, I guess is like, does, does Jakeem Grant get a simple screen and just pop it 65 yards for a, a touchdown or something like that? I mean, because he can do that. We know that. Um, as for, I think it really what it comes down to, though, is whether the Dolphins' defense is as real as they seemed in preseason, especially against this attack that they're about to see from the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that the Ravens are actually going to stress them in ways, and particularly on the edges, on the edges in the run game, um, with you know Lamar Jackson and option stuff. Um, you know, sort of getting to the edges, getting out into the open, getting into the second level, and also with the tight ends in ways that Miami can't probably can't handle. You can, I think Miami is still going to be um, vulnerable to, on the edges of the field in the ground game. I think that they're going to be vulnerable to tight ends. I think that in the red zone, Bobby McCain will be able to be found uh, whenever he's in coverage. Um, you can't hide him. So I think between Mark Andrews, that ground game, and then what I think we haven't seen in preseason yet is Bobby McCain have to come up and really cross a lot of green and get somebody down in the open field when they're really stressing him in the open field. We haven't seen that yet, and that's going to be a stiff test for a five foot nine free safety who's playing the position for the first time at, really in his life. Um, so, you know, it's just going to be, it's probably going to be ugly actually on the defensive side of the ball for us. And that means that this is going to be a blowout. 
That's interesting. Uh, I look at that team. I look at the Ravens team, and the problem here is that, you know, we're not good, okay? But I look at them, and <laughs> if, if we weren't as bad as we are right now, they're eminently vulnerable because that team has gaping holes. They don't have the quick strike capability that you probably would like in today's NFL. When you look at that wide receiver core, first of all, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, he's not come along as, as they hoped he would. Their wide receiver core is not good. It's just not good. They have two. But the tight, tight end core is excellent. And they don't yes, really, they're, they're, they're not a stretch the field. No. I mean, that's not how they make their hay. I mean, they make their hay behind that, you know, Ronnie Stanley, Marshall Yander, Mascura, mm-hmm. and Zeus Orlando Brown. Brown. Absolutely offensive line with, with Mark, you know, Mark Ingram is going to be running the ball and down about, their throats. Yeah, and about 25, Ju- 25 to 30 Lamar Jackson carries a game, maybe. Yeah. Justice yeah. Hill, you know, and the, and that tight end unit of Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle, and Mark Andrews is is really really young and really really good. Yeah, um, and doesn't doesn't that game plan basically render uh, irrelevant the biggest weapon that Miami has on defense, which, which is, is Jerome Baker and no, oh, Xavier no, Howard? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, now, because you know, Xavier, go and cover Chris Chris Moore or Jaleel Scott or, or Will yeah, Sneed, like, or because okay. actually it doesn't matter anyway. You know, we'll sure. take out the game. Uh, yeah, take him out, but it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, and then, you know, be made that Jerome Baker and Minka Fitzpatrick could be very, very busy chasing Lamar Jackson around, and that that's not a bad matchup per se for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it comes on the uh, other side of the ball. Like, how are they going to block these guys? And yeah, I mean, they just can't. Good luck, Daniel Kilgore against. Brandon Williams and, uh, and Michael Pierce and, and well, good, Dana good luck Shaq Calhoun and Michael Dieter against yeah. that. You know, Kilgore is the only guy that you could maybe sort oh, yeah. of once in a while rely on. And yeah, good and luck you to would think, you would think that you're just going to sit back there and just call a bunch of timing stuff where, you know, you're, yeah. you're essentially just, it's two, three steps and all you need to do is hold for a second and then just, you know, just lob stuff up against single high. But the problem is they got Marlon Humphrey out there. So yeah. you're going to have to pick your spots, and they're probably going to want to go out on the other guy. And a guy called Earl Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And look, right. and the other, guy is, the other guy is Brandon Carr, who's one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the NFL over the last decade. Mm. Let's be honest. You know, that is, that's what he is. You've got Tony Jefferson on the back end. And I believe Jimmy Thomas Smith is going to be healthy. You've got, Jimmy, you've got Jimmy Smith on the back end. You know, and look, we are putting um, Julian Davenport and Jesse Davis up against... Matthew Judon, Jalen Ferguson, Tim Williams, Tyus Bozer. I mean, guys with speed off mm-hmm. the edge that are going to get after a very immobile 36-year-old quarterback. I mean, good luck being our two tackles when, you know, you've got that. You know, Matthew Judon is a very good – is one of the better players in the league that people don't know an awful lot about. Yeah, I agree Zader- with that. Yeah. You know, Zadarius Smith, you know, from last he's year, Judon, yeah, he's gone, but Judon essentially is now, you know, he's the next guy up in terms of right. he's a really good player who's probably going to get 10 sacks, but most of the people in the league haven't got a clue who he is. And that's what's the same mm. with Sidarius Smith. That was the point I was trying to make. And, you know, I just think they've got way too much talent for us on both sides of the thing. Tim Williams much. has been a nice storyline. Yeah, really nice. Really yeah. nice. You know, we haven't even talked, Pernell McPhee is still there. You know, mm-hmm. we, we haven't even talked about, you know, guys like that. And, and then, you, you know, Anytime they get to the 40-yard line, they've got one of the best kickers in the history of the NFL in, 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 in Justin Tucker. So, you know, good luck with that. And Mark Ingram is one of my favorites. I think he's, he's yeah. 
he's he's one of the, one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL, and he's yeah. going to fit that that culture perfectly. So yeah, that's the issue. That's really the, the problem. So let's do this exercise, okay, Simon? What would a dolphin win look like? What would have to happen? Um, three unicorns would have to run across the field, <laughs> and then there'd have to be a series of. I mean, it's, it, it is not going to happen. It is not going to happen. There's just not enough talent there. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it feels like I'm peddling the same. It is not going to happen. What would need to happen was you need to try and establish a run game. You need to. De- it's not going to happen. The talent I've seen level this. is not there. I've seen this happen though, and I have. I have seen teams win in this situation, and I think that what the clear map. Uh, for Miami here is if their defense is up to snuff to keep up because this is we know what the Ravens are going to do here we just talked about it they're going to be throwing short passes to the to the tight ends passes over the middle to the tight ends they're going to be running the ball running the ball running the ball some more and it's going to be on the fringes there's going to be option plays there's going to be you know maybe some RPOs and stuff like that but if the Dolphins' defense is up to the task, and they could be, I mean, potentially, because you, you know that at least we're going to have the right guy, the right packages out there, the right personnel packages out there, and we're going to have the right defensive front packages out there. They're going to go, you know, tight bare fronts when when they think a run is coming or something, and try to shut down the run. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna manipulate things pretty well. Um, on defense and if you know Bobby McCain never gets stressed out if the the fringes never get properly attacked and this is a low scorer for the Baltimore Ravens then what happens to have you win the game it's simple I mean Jakeem Grant takes one to the house on special teams which he's done before Um, you know and and so he takes one to the house and then you get you know one drive out of the offense somehow and before you know it, you've won the game. Some, I mean, it's it's mind-boggling, but you have. And I've seen um, a long time ago. I, I think I remember the Minnesota Vikings beating the Giants like that, and it was just like one of those you never would have seen it coming um, games. And it involved two return scores, and it's like, well, that's how it happened. And and so yeah, that's that's the only way I could see this happening. Yeah, the Ravens are six and a half point favorites, and. Most of the betting action is going on the Ravens. So you're thinking about this line is eventually going to hit seven and it could hit seven and a half. The Dolphins are plus 250 on the money line. I don't remember the last time the Dolphins were that big of an underdog at home on the money line. Mm -hmm. I just don't. That tells you what they, people are really expecting that 0-16 is really on the table. On BetDSI, our sponsor, it's already reached seven points okay and the dolphins are at two plus 240 so simon what does it say like do you think it's really possible because las vegas is actually making lines like Owen 16 is really 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 possible here i mean i don't know what any of those numbers mean but um <laughs> all i know the bottom line is that 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 the ravens will win this and they will win this significantly comfortably well, think- it says a lot. It says a lot, actually, because, yeah. and I'll tell you why, because the Dolphins have one of, I mean, this is detailed, and this is, you know, mathematically scored, traditionally one of the strongest home field advantages in the NFL 
Yes. Period. But certainly in September. And, and so, I mean, if you think about the Adam Gase teams that we saw that were just completely different somehow at home than they were on the road, which is horrendous on the road, they were absolutely horrendous, but at home, then they jump up and win by three points somehow. And it would, it would happen more than anybody had any right to think that they should. Um, yeah, I mean that's that. So, so you seeing seeing those odds placed on the Dolphins in that situation at home, that really says something. Yeah, that's shocking. At home to be essentially a two and a half to one underdog, it's it's really insane. The only way the, the way I do see them winning is the way I saw it before. Problem is that I saw it before with Laramie Tunsil in uniform and with Kenny Stills there. Now that Kenny Stills is not there, you remove one of the possibilities, which is, you know, a freak, you know, busted coverage that gets, you know, popped for a 50, 60-yard touchdown. So that's gone. So Jakeem Grant is going to have to do it now. Maybe Preston Williams can do it. But they need a busted coverage, one of those lightning strikes. They're going to need a special teams touchdown, and they're going to need to win the turnover battle at least two to one. And with that, they could get close enough to try to win it with a field goal. But the problem I really do see is this offensive line is built for disaster. Like this offensive line is built in such a way where you don't know and you won't, you won't be able to evaluate the talent that you have on offense because there's no time to do anything, you know? So I don't know, Chris, do you think that, that that's the main issue with the with the offensive line. Not that they're bad and they're assuring a tank, but that how the hell are you going to be able to evaluate these guys with that offensive line? I think I I think that was one of the reasons that you could argue that Ryan Fitzpatrick should start at quarterback is you want to get good evaluations of the players around him. Yeah, and you're not going to do that very well if if the quarterback if you can't trust him to make the protection calls and and whatnot. But now I think the reason that you start Ryan Fitzpatrick is because he's um he's older and he's lived his life and he's probably had a good run so if he dies tomorrow it's okay um and and josh rosen is is young he's still got his whole career ahead of him you you'd just hate to see it so um i i think that yeah there's there's something to that and this offensive line is going to make it almost impossible to to get a good evaluation of the skill units um the running backs the even the tight ends, guys, we're not going to have an answer on Mike Gesicki and as a pass catcher. We're not going to have answers on several of the wide receivers. Um, and we're probably not going to have an answer on Kenyon Drake as a runner or even Kalen Balazs as a runner. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. It's prediction time. I'm going to go you, to you first, Simon. This, this should be a doozy. Give me a score. 174-3. <laughs> no, I'm going – Baltimore 44, Miami 9. Wow. I thought you said that mm. you kind of liked our defense. <laughs> yeah, I do, but the team's shit. We're going to get battered. Wow. Uh, all right. Chris? I'm trying to figure out if this team, like, you know, can really get into the mode of, like, everybody's against us and everybody thinks that we're we're not – we're going to get blown out at home and – and really get their backs up and surprise people. But that's not really what I'm getting from this team. I, I'm, what I'm getting from this team is they're just completely, you know, 
punchy from the uh, from the Laramie Tunsil deal and the things that have happened at the final minute. And I just I don't think they're in a position to even put their hands up and fight. I think it's going to be a thirty four six absolute drubbing. Well, you have Jerome Baker posting pictures saying you know everybody relax people, and posting pictures of the defense. I think this defense will play well, and I think they have the formula to keep Lamar Jackson from 150 yards, which is what's probably, it's probably what they need to be able to put up a 35 spot, but it's not enough to keep it close. I was prepared to pick the Ravens 20 to 17 before these trades. Touchdown to that. <laughs> Touchdown to that. So 27, 17, and one of the one of the touchdowns the Dolphins score will be on special teams. Twenty to seventeen. Twenty-seven to seventeen. But originally, you said twenty to seventeen. Am I just checking that I heard that right? Yeah, originally I had the Ravens winning twenty to seventeen. That was before they traded Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Still. Okay, not before they traded like Damarino or before they traded Jason. <laughs> no, before they traded the last guy on that offensive line that was going to keep at least three so you, sacks. From, from you thought the Baltimore Ravens would beat the Miami Dolphins by three points? Yes, because the Baltimore Ravens are secretly shit this year. Ooh, Simon. that's right. the third right. best team in that division. That's, that's saying something. You know, they are another cheap team. They're not as not not nearly as cheap as the Dolphins, but they're they are cheaply built. They were going to be, in my opinion, they were going to be their only shot at a victory in the first five games. I'm pretty sure that I was doing a podcast with my two good friends, and then all of a sudden I feel like I'm in a coma. <laughs> Somebody said twenty to seventeen. It's like a scene in Killing Eve, and I expect Villanelle to burst through the door and like kill me because they, they can't be real. Because I'm sure somebody just said twenty to seventeen. Anyway, it's fine. It's it's one of those bad dreams. I'll wake up soon. All right, people. It's going to be a long year, Simon. You're not going to wake up for a while. Brother, I will will wake up. I will wake up when Roger Goodell steps to the podium and says that we've drafted Justin Herbert. That'd be two (laughs) Tagovailoa. That's when I wake up. How great are going to be those three days in Las Vegas, April 23rd Uh, through 25th, I believe. Did you see that meme, though, that was like with all the picks that the Miami Dolphins have assembled, they've taken Alabama? Yeah. Well, that's a disappointment (laughs) because they should just take Clemson instead. (laughs) Although, you know, if you take Clemson, you know, you don't get Lawrence. So, yeah, might as well take – yeah, let's take Alabama. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Alabama. Yeah, we get Judy and we get Tua Tungavailoa. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm red right there. Fuck, yeah. That's, That's enough. Okay, people, try to enjoy these games, you know? You won't. <laughs> you won't, but try to enjoy. Try to enjoy those first eight minutes of the first quarter. Stomp on it. You're competitive, so. okay? And who knows? Maybe they surprise us. Maybe you know, likely not. But they won't. <laughs> okay, that's it. There is no more. Next week we'll talk about who knows what, but probably a pretty bad Raven loss. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. This is Ricky J. Mark. In a world where sports radio continues to shift around the whims of corporate interests, we understand that the constant, unexpected changes can be exhausting from time to time. 
So that's why we think you should sit back, relax, and take five. Uh, reasons, that is. So go ahead, grab your smartphone, and subscribe to the Five Reasons Sports Network, available on virtually every podcast platform. We're South Florida's fastest-growing on-demand sports media network, so you decide when you want to tune in. You decide when you want to listen. Because we know your life can be hectic, go ahead, fall in love with our lineup, including Five on the Floor, Three Yards Per Carry, The Fish Tank, Light Skinned Opinions, and Cinco Razones, whenever you want. All you need is an internet connection. So go ahead, tune in, try us out. We're by Miami, for Miami, and spreading rapidly throughout South Florida. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.